Alright, let's continue our quest of learning the halachas of Rosh Hashanah. We've got some nice horrors uh, about our brand new background over here with our beautiful Oren HaKodesh that was donated by one of my good friends of mine actually. Liz here in Eretz Yisrael. And um, it's empty though. Kiss on the Chemist Shiva Zos, right? Mitzvah Torah, Sefer Torah, anybody? Okay. Al-Kuponim, let's discuss the halachas of Rosh Hashanah. There's a lot to discuss, Beis Hashem. Yesterday we talked a little bit about uh, some of the minhagim of the simonim that we have. I want to continue with that. And I want to move on to the halachas of the foods that we should avoid on Rosh Hashanah. As I said, it's important, simonim milsihi, that which we do on Rosh Hashanah very much affects the future year. So it is very important for us to make sure that we have a uh, very good Rosh Hashanah so that our year Be'ez Hashem will be good. So we have a Ramah Tov Kupay Gimel where the Ramah says that we avoid to eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah. Most of us know this already, right? I'm assuming everyone's familiar with that already, right? We all know that we have a minute in Kladiso, which again comes from the Ramah, not to eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah. What's the reason? Mabaya comes along the Heidegger Ramah and he says that Ego is not, one at least one of them, is Gematria, Chait, Sin. And therefore, what does that mean? You don't eat something on Rosh Hashanah that is a Gematria of something you don't want to be mentioning or don't want to be having or within you. And therefore, that's why it's important for a person not to eat that, right? So we always say the famous Yisoid. Right? We can't give a Shea and Hilchas Rosh Hashanah without mentioning the Yisoid. If we're careful not to eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah, because it's en gematria chait, don't do a chait also on Rosh Hashanah. Right? That it's also chait is gematria chait. Just in case you didn't know that. Chait, gematria chait. You got it? You with me? Yeah. Think about it afterwards. It does take time. So, um, you have to be very careful on, on, on Rosh Hashanah not to actually be over on, on an Issa that could be Nagaya. Okay, that's one reason. Another reason is already the Maril. The Maril in Hilchasukka brings down that it increases saliva. And therefore, a person will not have full concentration during davening because he's constantly going to be, you know, he's going to have his saliva and the phlegm and everything. So it's going to annoy him and he's not going to be able to concentrate so much. Uh, that's one reason. The Halikah Chassam Sofer brings another reason. He says that a lot of nuts are covered with shells. They don't get dirty, right? The inner, the inner essence of the nut doesn't get dirty. Even if you roll the, the, the nut in dirt, the nut itself doesn't get dirty. It says the Halikah Chassam Sofer to remez the Chalisrom. That we, sometimes we roll a bistle around in the dirt. Our goof, our body is sometimes a little bit dirty. But our neshama, our essence inside is always pure. Right? It's a chelik and a kaimimal. And that's why it's a maramas to a nut. That's why we don't want to take the nut out. We keep it inside. We don't eat it. Anyway, there's enough gemina. According to the reason of the maril, the problem would be what? Only during davening. Or at least before davening, but after davening shouldn't be a problem because increasing saliva after davening isn't a baya. But if the reason is because it's gematria chait, as the Ramah brings it down, then it will be a problem. The Gansa Rosh Hashanah. Almonds, according to the second reason, some post-commode you should not be eating. Rebelski's at Sal held that you are allowed to eat peanuts. There are various things. For example, one of the things that the post-commode discussed, the Yitzhak says, is that what happens if you have nuts that are, in, that are mixed into food? Right now, we went over when we went over the menu with the chef here. So we discussed very many of these foods that we're discussing now to discuss what we're allowed. And he asked me, "What are we allowed to cook here? What we're not allowed to cook here?" So halacha is that generally, if the nuts are not recognizable or not tasteable, and they're mixed inside the food, you are allowed to have it. But lechatchil is best not to. Right? You always have that shayla. Every year they have a shayla of a guy that calls me up. Right? He's newly married or something. He's like, "What do I do? My wife just made a whole cake with nuts and things all over the place." Right? So he said, "I'm going to scream at her. You're not allowed. It's Rosh Hashanah." You can't do such a thing. You're not allowed to eat such a thing. I said, one second. Again, hate, gematria, hate. 
Right? It's like that person that calls me up says to me, he's buying mezuzahs for his entire house. He bought a brand new house. So he, he, he uh, bought mezuzahs for his whole house. He says to me, do you know of a, a good sofa? He's Yerushalayim. I said to him, one second, isn't your shver a sofa? He says, yeah, but he's not a Yerushalayim. And the halacha is, you've got to have a Yerushalayim. And he says, my shver is not a Yerushalayim, so how can I get from him? I said, I write, there's an Indian, there's a Chumrah, there's a Hidra to have a Saifa that writes a Mezuzah, that's Yerushamayim. I'm like, Kimot of Ahimah is a Daraisa. People have to take the balance over here to go screaming at your wife because she made something with nuts because it's Gematria Chait. On Rosh Hashanah, it's probably not the right thing to do. And therefore, it's better for a person just to eat it. Now, some of the other things as well, people don't eat borscht. I don't think anybody of here is of the generation that even knows what borscht is. And if you do, it, you remember from your grandmother who eats it on Pesach. Maskim? Don't even know what it is. You know what I'm talking about? You do know what I'm talking about, right? They make these things in Chicago. Wow. No, Williamsburg, yeah? The Arvada, the Chassidim. No, Danny? No, no idea. Ellie? Not again. England? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not going to mention that one. Uh, no, no. Lakewood? No, not again. Borscht! Made out of beets, whatever. It's a juice that the Alte Yidden from the Heim. Ah, Kensington, Kavaldik. Pickles in vinegar. There are people who don't have pickles in vinegar. Strong mustard, grain. These, a lot of these are minhagim. If you have such a minik, keep the minik. If you don't have a minik, you're not mechoyev to do that. And some people have a minik to keep it all the way until some kastoya, shadu rabba. There are various minhagim in Klalisrol of when a person does or does not. It's interesting. The, the Matifrayim brings down that people don't eat fish. On Rosh Hashanah. Very interesting, says the Matir Ephraim. Why? Dagosh and Daiga, worry. Again, one of the Simonic grapes, the Heidegger Vilna Goin, said not to eat grapes. So Kapachaim explains to Vilna Goin that he meant dark grapes. I told this to the chef. Don't bring any black grapes into Yeshiva. You can the green grapes that we can have. And we have round colours because to show that the world is round and we keep on going and there's no end and long life. Now, um, let's move on, Rabbi Say next. So the Gemara tells us that we have, we all know we have two days of Rosh Hashanah, wherever you are in the world, it doesn't really make a difference. And the Gemara tells us that it's Yom HaRichtahi. Yom HaRichtahi means it's one long day. Right? Which is bad, so if you think about it, this year, Gavald Gazach, that means we have Shkir Shreifah on Rosh Hashanah. Even though we have it on the second day, but it's Yom HaRichtahi, it's one day. And therefore, even though the first day is Shabbos, but the Maestro we have, the Shreifah on the second day, which is Yom HaRichtahi, so it's Gavald. So the Oilem asked the Kasha, and they say, if it's Yom HaRichtihi, so we all know the halach, and the Rechayim says, that you're not allowed to do any achana from Yom Yom. For example, Shabbos, the weekday, you're not allowed to do achana, you can't make your beds, you can't wash the dishes, all sorts of things. And Yom Tov Echol to Yom Tov Shein, everyone knows, you can't, for example, on the second day Yom Tov, everyone knows, on the second night, the meal is always delayed. Why is it delayed? Because they don't have to heat up the food. Now, there's no issue of Bishel on Yom Tov, so why can't I heat it up before? There it is. I can't heat up the food on Yom Tov, Echod, first day, for Yom Tov Shani, for the second day, for those that keep two days in a regular situation. However, on Rosh Hashanah, the Olam asks, since the Gemara tells us, it's Yom Arichtahi. No, it's ein day, it's one day, it's only one Hemshech of a day. So it should be okay, the Teretz is Chas Rashonim, right? It's only said, L'chomer, not L'kula. And therefore you're not allowed to be making, you're not allowed to prepare from one day to the next day. So for example, though anyone that obviously, that a person wants to be, you know, right? Rosh Hashanah, it's a bit dirty, it's a bit, you know, the tables are not exactly the right way. There's a dorm all over the place. Azas so Yondiv afternoon, right before Mincha, he wants the Masadah Zahn Abyssal. You have to know if that's allowed or not. Because that's been made him from one day to another day. Taking food out of the freezer, heating food up. All of these sorts of things should not be done. So I will tell you, there's a few Hetayim over here. Heta number one would be 
For example, and this is a very, very important hatter, it comes from the Chayodom, and that is that if, for example, you, um, if you don't take the food out of the freezer, right? This is what we're going to do over here in the yeshiva, okay? We're going to follow this Chayodom. That if we would not take the food out of the freezer for the second night, and we only take it out after Nacht, can you imagine how long we're going to have to wait for it to defrost and heat up? A very long time. They only want to go to sleep, they only want to prepare for the next day to have koichas. It's not going to happen. So what do we do? We take it out earlier enough that it's not nikah that I'm doing it for the night. Because it could be I'm, going to, I'm allowed to heat up food on Yom Tov. It's official. And therefore I'm allowed to take it out at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Even though I need it for that night. Because I theoretically could have it now. Right, it comes from the Chai Odom, he talks about going to a wine cellar, if it's going to cause a tremendous delay, then since it's not really a Maisach on a Be'etzem, it's just taking it out of the freezer, so he could be Mako. That is a very, very important thing. Who had din putting things back into the fridge, back into the freezer, is also Mutter. So if, for example, after the, after the Sudas Yontov that we have of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, how can we put things back in the fridge? We're preparing them that they shouldn't be spoiled, right? So there's a famous Gemara in Beitzah, but the Gemara tells us that if you have Beitzah Shonolda by Yontov, which means you have an egg that is broken on Yontov, what's the din? Hello? What? Beitzah Shonolda by Yontov is Mukhtzah. What do you do? Kofal of Kli, put a Kli over it. In fact, all the Achroinim, Slicha, Rafalke, Maxelion, Chedik Aleph has 11 chuvas on this. What's the reason why you're allowed to cover a Kli? Hello, you're being a chona from Yontov to after Yontov. You don't end up to break the egg. Yeah, keep you with me? What's the Teretz? I'm not doing a chona. I'm preventing a Hefzut. Preventing an Hefzut is not a problem of a chona. Therefore, to put the food in the fridge or the freezer after the Suda so that it shouldn't spoil is not a matter of a bachana. Same thing on Shabbos. Shabbos afternoon after the Suda. I'm allowed to put anything in the fridge. I am preparing for Motsu Shabbos. No, I'm not. I'm just making sure it doesn't get ruined. And therefore, that will be a mockham to the makel over there. Let's move on to our side. Two more very important halachas. There's a vote of halachas. We'll see how much we get to today. Tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem. Sleep. The famous Yerushalmi, everyone knows the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says that if a person sleeps on Rosh Hashanah, then he has a sleepy year. What's the pshat? So the Korbanade and others on the, on the Yerushalmi explain pshat as follows. They say that since Rosh Hashanah is a Zman Chaim, that's all we're asking for. Rosh Hashanah is a time of asking for life. I want the Rabbi Yishlam to give me life. That's what we're asking. Pasha pshat, we're begging for our lives. It's a Zman Chaim. When you sleep, what happens when you sleep, Rabbi Say? When you sleep, you close your eyes, you're in another world. You have no idea what's going on around you, right? According to many poskim, when you're sleeping, you're potum in a mitzvah because you're not even really alive at that point, which is why we from Shlomo Zalman says you could take a guy out of the sukkah because he's sleeping already, so he's not having the sukkah. I asked him to his son. I said, really? Your father, Mamish, held that way? Like he Mamish held of it, Mamish, Allah He said, what are you talking about? He said, in the yeshiva, there wasn't enough space for everyone in the sukkah. So the first olam, the early ones, you know, the ones that want to wake up at shachos, they went to bed at a normal hour. And they were sleeping in the soccer. The next shift come along, they're like, there's no space for us, what do you do now? So they just pulled them out, and they went to bed. And then the third shift, you know, the ones that, okay, whatever, we're not going to talk about those ones. So those ones, they pulled everybody out, and then by the time they got, everyone was basically in the dining room when it came for soccer. So he mummish held that way. Because uh, why wasn't sleeping, he's potter. So Lemay says, says the carbonator on you, Xiaomi, that when a person's sleeping, he's not in the world. How are you sleeping on Rosh Hashanah? It's a time to ask for life. It's not a moment, you have 48 hours of begging for your life. I'm going to sleep now. Really? That's cute. Begging for your life. Who said the Rabbi Yishra will keep you alive next year? Look at all the people that are not here this year. You have to beg for your life. Our life depends on it. Therefore, we can't do it. Says Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, Rabbi Yashem, and others. So I'm meant to stay up the whole time? That's it? 48 hours? I'm sure there are people that do. But for most of us, or maybe I speak for myself, it's a little bit difficult to stay up for 48 hours straight. And you want to have Kavana during davening as well. It's very hard. So what do you do? So you go to sleep. Ah, what does it mean going to sleep? And the Issa, the Yushalmi, that says if you sleep on Rosh Hashanah, it's a bad simon. 
That's during the day. At times you're not meant to be sleeping. Also, Shlomo Zalman. So does that mean I'm meant to wake up by Nates? Because Nates begins the day. Anyone saw that one before? Nates begins the day. The day begins by Nates, not when you wake up. Therefore, if that's the case, says Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, I'm to wake up by Nates? He said, no. Because I went to sleep better. You went to sleep better, meaning by night, I'm not mechoyiv to wake up by night. Especially, says Rav Shleim Zalman, if I'm do sleeping more to have more koichas. And if that's be'emes your kavana, that you're sleeping to have more koichas, because I want to daven and I want to have koichas to stand, to, to get into it, 100% fine. There are those people that will take a wake up my nights. You know, even if they don't daven nights, but they, they don't want to be sleeping during the day. But again, like Rav Zalman says, if you're doing it because you want to sleep more in order to have koichas, then it's absolutely fine whatsoever. And it's the same thing that the Rizal said also on the second day, you can be more makal in the afternoon to go to sleep. And especially if a person is going to be Yoshiv or Bakl, a person is speaking Lashon Hora, a person is going to be Shmuzing, saying Tvarim Batalim, and Nas Tvarim, all sorts of Yisurim, it's better to go to sleep. Much better to go to sleep, okay? Clear. If you're going to sit around doing nothing or doing the wrong thing, not Kedai. Better to go to sleep. The Piskarov used to say Tehillim the entire Roshan afternoon. Tehillim, Piskarov, hello. Rambam! Ian, Rashba! What are you doing? Tehillim! He said, no, first of all, Tehillim is dynamite. It's dynamite that David Amela put into the words. And also, he didn't want to waste any time. Why waste time? Rosh Hashanah every moment. Look at all the people that are, that are Rahman al-Itzlan, sick or missing their loved ones. If they would have known last Rosh Hashanah what would be this year, they would have been crying the whole 48 hours. My boy said, we have to double. We've got a lot to do. Sit around doing nothing, a whole Rosh Hashanah, chaval. Take it to Hillim. Finish to Hillim. People finish to Hillim the whole Rosh Hashanah. Some people finish it during Elul two, three, four times. Skedai, take it to Hillim in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, put a bookmark in it, spend some time, you have a few minutes, open up it to Hillim. Even if you're tired, even if you haven't got concentration, tell him everyone can say. Biskurov said it. We can all do it. And it's Kedai not to waste time. But again, if a person, Mamish, needs to have koyach, he's poshed, exhausted, whatever it is, the davening, you're standing up, this, that, and the other. Say, Nachanami, take a little rest. Put your head down on the standard, it's not called sleeping. Whatever. Make it out of that. Again, a person, Mamish, needs to sleep. Say that. One last halacha for today. Making requests on Shabbos is a very negative shayla because this year Rosh Hashanah is on Shabbos. Now the Gemara says in Shabbos Yud Beisam and Aleph that there's a problem with making requests on Shabbos. You're not meant to ask for personal things on Shabbos. What's the reason why? What's the problem? So there's different Mufarshim. I mean, there's different Pshatim. The Medrash says Pshat because it's, there's a din that a person, it's a Gemara of Edsem, but we learn it from Mishim Bar Yechai. The Gemara says that on Shabbos we're meant to do things differently than during the week, right? With Dabadov, we're meant to speak differently, to walk differently. Tosfa says you're not meant to speak as much, whatever it is. But Al Koponim says the Medrash that sins on Shabbos is meant to be different during the week. And the week I ask for things that I need. Remain on Shabbos, I don't ask for things that I need. Okay, that's reason number one. There's a Rambam. The Rambam says, Posh a different reason. The Rambam says, Oynik Shabbos. Posh Oynik Shabbos. Busy asking for what you need. Nishkan Oynik Shabbos. As I state in Rambam. The Ran says another reason. The Ran says the reason is because when you ask for personal needs on Shabbos, you may come to cry. You get emotional, you get sad, you get upset. And therefore it's not good for a person to do that. And that's that. The uh, Korban Eidon, the Rishami, says the reason is because of Tirdus Aleph. Similar idea. Al-Kopan, and that's the reason why a person has to be careful not to ask for personal requests when it comes to Shabbos Kodesh. Now the Shaili is the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the opportunity. What are we meant to do? So people ask this question in a general term. Are you meant to ask for your personal request in Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is, according to many, no. Why not? Because it's like, almost like, and again, you know, the Havdal Elef, Alfei, billion, million of dollars. When you've got, let's say, yes, so you happen to know someone who's, uh, 
who's becoming a, a councilman, he's becoming a president, he's becoming a prime minister, whatever, you know him. And he wants to, be, wants to get voted in. So you say to him, oh, do me a favor, the Yidden need this, and the he says, no, 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 don't ask me for specifics, just vote for me. Once you vote for me, I'll give you whatever you need. The Bonisham says the same thing. What are you asking me for personal things now in Rosh Hashanah? Just vote for me! Just crown me as king when, I, when you make me, when you mamlech the Rabbani Shalaylam, then Mimela the Rabbani Shalaylam gives you everything. That's reason number one. Reason number two, you never want to single yourself out in Rosh Hashanah. Because if you single yourself out and say, God, I need A, B, C, you know, she'll say, oh, you want this? Let's see if you're right. Let's see if you're Tucker, you know, fitting to have such a thing. And then you put yourself in the spotlight. It's better to put yourself in the club. Right? Like we look in Shemonesu. You look at Shemonesu. Rufa Einu. Salach Lanu. Everything is plural. You put yourself in the klal. When you put yourself in the klal, you daven for the klal. That's Kabbalic. When it comes to Ruchnias, Lemaisa, you could daven on Shabbos. Even on Rosh Hashanah. That falls on Shabbos. And the reason is, say the post like this. And that there's a Yichuv in the rivers of Ephraim. Chedeches. The stipler. Orchus Rabbeinu. And Chedebeis brings a mechtav from the Chazan Ish. And there's also um, All of them say it's 100% motor on Rosh Hashanah. That falls on Shabbos. That's what you need. Why? Especially when it comes to Ruchnius. Why? Because if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? This is your opportunity. You've got 48 hours to beg from your Rabbi Nishlan whatever you need. And if it's Gashmis, Gashmis, that's Ruchnius, that's also called Ruchnius. Right? People need to live. They need to eat. They need to have food. They need to have money. Whatever it is. It's all the tzoyuch the Rabbi Nishlan. It's all the tzoyuch When a person does that, then Avadi is allowed to do that. But remember, Rabbi Yisrael, we're begging for our lives. We're begging for an opportunity to ask the Rabbi Yisrael to keep us going, to keep us here. Give us no opportunity to serve you. Let's get closer to you. And Be'ez Hashem, if we keep all the halachas, the Rabbi Yisrael will give us all a gewaldiger. Siyat Hashem, a wonderful year.